in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of Top Thunder. Here from the Top 10, this is a show where our patrons send in questions, thoughts, and comments. Our $5 and above patrons, and Matt and I answer them. Uh, so, uh, Matt, uh, shall we, I think you started off, right? Uh, yeah, uh, that sounds about right. No okay. clue, but sure. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, got? it's whatever they send in is what we talk about. So our first one comes to us from chuck clark he says hello matt and john hope you're doing well it's getting close to new year's when he sent this mm-hmm. or by the time you read this uh giving up <laughs> or by the time you read this giving up resolutions time <laughs> um i was wondering if there was an important goal in your life that you remember setting for yourself at new year's or any other time that you ultimately achieved uh what was your strategy for reaching your goal and how do you maintain it Oof. wow do you have a goal that you set for yourself at New Year's? I mean, I have. Go ahead, go ahead. You take it. You go ahead. If you got something, go ahead, man. I have one that I set around. Technically, I did it at Christmas. Okay. Uh, I used to smoke. Oh. And I was right a pack to a pack and a half a day smoker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, for years, you know, I'd ask my mom what she wants for Christmas, and she's like, "You to quit smoking." Ooh. Yeah. Wow. So. One year, I mean, the kicker of it is, so she was a nurse and my dad was a cancer doctor and I mm-hmm, fucking smoked mm-hmm. like an asshole. Um, wow. We all got our paths, man. Yeah. Well, it was just, it was more so peer pressure. And then I started smoking and then I got addicted and yeah. then I liked smoking. Um, so one year for Christmas, I told both my parents, all right, roughly six months from now, uh, I picked a date that was halfway between Mother's Day and Father's Day. Right. And it's like, so this is going to be your Christmas gifts this year and your Mother's Day and Father's Day, and I'll quit smoking. And I've never smoked another cigarette ever since. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. But it took, I mean, that was, so it was six days before New Year's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I never really made New Year's resolutions because I tried a few times. And then when, if I didn't achieve them, I felt worse than of if course. I had attained the goal. So I just stopped doing it. And, right. Um, I mean, I set other goals for myself and achieved them, but around New Year's specifically, that's the only one that I can think of that was ever like a huge monumental one. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time since I've set any goals, Matt, and at New Year's. Like, I don't really buy into that. I always go in my mind like, all right, 2020, whatever, 20, whatever, you know, I want to achieve this. I want to achieve that. And I guess with the channel, I guess if something more recent last year, I I know – as we were turning into the new year, I wanted us to cross 20,000 subscribers. So, you know, I worked harder and I made a goal to do more reviews on the channel. Like, I know that was a goal I had turning in, going from 2020 into 2021, because I'm super nervous doing solo reviews. Like, I'm I'm a basket case. You should, I mean, Lily would probably tell you stories of my fucking just sitting in here for 45 minutes, beat myself up as I try to record a review And so, but I made a goal that I would confront this and get over it. 
Um, and I'm not a hundred percent over it, but I'm certainly mm-hmm. a lot more confident. And certainly my trailer reactions, I used to take three hours doing those. Those, those are an hour now with editing and everything from recording to post an hour, which I'm proud, proud of. But with reviews, I'm still kind of trying to wrangle this beast, uh, solo reviews. And so, I mean, two person reviews, three, that's easy. That's cake for me. But the one person reviews, I'm constantly self editing. So I wanted to make sure I could, I figured if I just keep doing it, I'll get past that situation and I'll find a rhythm and I'll find a, a pattern and a plan on how to do them that makes sense. So I think I'm almost there, but I know I've gotten better at them than I did when I was doing them back in early 2021. So mm. I'm proud of that. But certainly that was a goal that I set for myself uh, in the year. It wasn't necessarily a New Year's Eve goal, but certainly a goal. So um that was that's something. Um, but it's been a long time. So I was like, all right, New Year's Eve. I'm in a resolution. Yeah. Whatever. It's just because like, life is tough, man. And you just never know what's going to get in the way. And why set up a situation for you to feel bad about yourself? It just doesn't make sense. You know? I, I, and yes, I, I agree. But it also adds up to the New Year's is for me overhyped. It's like this big buildup every year too. Right. It's just another night that I would party with my friends and it was really no different other than maybe more people were partying than normally would be. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, at that time in my life, I loved the party. Yeah. Uh, you were, you were into it. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. of fun. <laughs> um, you know, it was the problem that became, you know, it spilled over into every day of the week. Oh uh, well, yeah. Yeah. It's way, you know, when the the party leads into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and just doesn't end, well, it's no longer a party; it's a lifestyle, and that lifestyle wasn't healthy, at least one yeah, for me. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I enjoyed New Year's. I just the idea of resolutions. I tried it, uh, yeah. for a couple of years, and I just never really succeeded on any of them. So I stopped doing it because I'd rather. I'm good about if I set a goal for myself, I I complete that goal. Yes. Or I do everything in my power to complete that goal. Right. Um, so it's I don't a need a day, yeah, to yeah. specifically tell me to do it, because uh, I've already. If that means I've been delaying it too, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which is a worse habit to me, for me at least. Right. Well, I mean, let's deal with the other part of the question that Chuck asked. Like, how do you go about it? I mean, I think you have to lay a plan out, and for me at least, what works is lay a plan out uh, of an overall goal, and then little mini goals throughout the mm-hmm. year. And the number one thing is be okay with the fact that you might not hit those mini goals uh, as long as you're not using it as an excuse to beat yourself up. Use it as a reason to motivate yourself to hit the next mini goal quicker. And that's the those are the ways that like you can kind of be good with yourself but also motivate yourself. So those are the things that I would say for sure and seek advice. Watch YouTube videos that are uh, you know give, or have insider information on how to get to your goal quicker. I think that really helps. Sure. Uh, you know, I think one of the greatest things I saw when I was first starting the channel was this YouTube video where they interviewed people who were extremely successful on YouTube. And they all said, don't be afraid to fail. You're going to fail. Just accept that and put out the content that connects to you and you will find your voice. And don't be afraid that 20 people are only, only 20 people are watching or 10 people. Like it's about your process. It's not about trying to get as many views as possible right off the bat. So just understand some of your videos are going to fail and some of them are going to succeed, but it's about you getting better at doing it. That's the ultimate goal. So let go 
of trying to create the greatest thing ever in your first video, you know? So it was really important to hear that. Yeah. Most of them wallowed in obscurity and then mm-hmm. eventually they gained traction, but it took years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of plugging away, at least in the YouTube side, but that's the kind of any, yeah, anything, I think any real yeah endeavor. The, if the goal is large enough, it should take time and effort yeah. and, you know, uh, years, uh, which sucks. Nobody wants to put in the years. They want the outcome, but you feel more fulfilled once you get it, knowing what you had to do to get to that position. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah. Now I don't like it when people are like, well, I had to do that. So you should have to, it was like, well, no two people's journeys are the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't yeah. wish any kind of suffering on somebody to be like, well, I had to suffer through and just like, well, you had to, yeah. um, it's like when people get bitter about, oh, well, they were an overnight success and be like, well, A, you didn't see the work that went into it beforehand. Right. But B, if they were like legitimately, well, that shit happens. And let's yes. see if they have the talent to stay yeah. where they're at because there might be a reason they were an overnight success. Like look at Eddie Murphy. He went from high school to he's been a part of all of our lives Yeah. for four decades. Yep. That That's was a case point, yeah. where. Overnight, yes, he was a star because he was a star because he was a star. Right. And there are countless other instances where, yeah, they got a shot, and we all agreed after that one thing, eh, you know, no thank you. All right. Um, But that's also a recipe for danger if you're going to compare yourself to people who have, like, a a once-in-a-generational talent. Like, it's that's not the way to go. There are plenty of people who grind and push and struggle and scratch and claw to achieve – a certain level of success and a good level of success. And part of achieving part of the satisfaction of achieving that is the fact that it took so long to get there and years and you put in the time and you learned how to be good at it. And um, I think you're right. What Matt says, like there are plenty of people who are like, well, I did this, so you should have to do this. Now that's different than people who are like, tell me how to do it and give me everything. And I'm going to work as little as possible to get there. There's Mm -hmm. two different, uh, conversations going on there i think in my opinion uh and so that's the difference i i have no problem helping somebody but i'm sure spike ain't gonna do the work for you that's the difference nor am i gonna give you like insider trader secrets i wouldn't do that either it's like you've got to find your own path and i'll happily give you advice but in no way am i gonna make it so that you know you get you get to do nothing or you do as little as possible so that's the game you know, and, and I think you have to appreciate that for sure. Yeah. But uh, anyway, all right. Is that good? Yeah, I think, okay. I think so. Good question, okay. Charles. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Charles. All right. Jeremy Bowers is here. This is Jeremy. Hey, hey, fellas. This is Jeremy. Hope all is well with you both. My question is a bit deep, so feel free to skip it if you want. But I've struggled with depression and anxiety throughout my life and struggled with alcohol, so I stopped drinking about nine months ago. But there are times when it is extremely difficult to not drink. Although it is not often when that craving is there, it is bad. What advice do you have to keep on the straight and narrow? Also, all of your content helps me a lot, and your banter always puts a smile on my face. So thank you so much, Jeremy B. Uh, Matt, please, what advice do you have to keep him on the straight and narrow when he conf- as he confronts this? Um, well, I mean, in this instance, the advice would be, autobiographical although as all Mm. advice really is um for me when i quit i quit and there was no right going back um 
and I still have, I've had a few times over the years where my body craved it because I was in a incredibly stressful environment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I just needed some sort of stress relief. There's one in particular where I was driving from a place and I wanted to punch this guy in the face so hard and been building up and building up and he just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. Wow. Well, it was for months. Right. And I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. I will murder you otherwise. Wow. 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 And on the drive home, uh, you know, you pass bars and I was driving back to my place in Silver Lake from mm-hmm. Hollywood. And I thought about stopping. I wanted, I wow. wanted a glass of scotch. I wanted a fucking, I could taste it. Yeah. And I could taste, I, my body used to have very specific actions when it craved alcohol mm. and it just resurrected those. I hadn't had them at that point in like five years. Mm. Um, but I knew that's not the answer. It mm. wasn't the answer before. If I open up that Pandora's box for me specifically, it, it doesn't end well. I know it yeah. doesn't end well. Yeah. Um, so t- I would say focus on the progress that you've made in the nine months if you're genuinely happier having given up, you know, the alcohol and the sauce mm-hmm. and think about there might be the momentary relief of having the drink, but the long-term effect of you're going to overdrink more than likely that night and you're going to feel like shit the next day. And does that mean you're going to drink that night because of that or because you feel bad about, and it just, it compounds from yeah. there. So that momentary, you know, brief release is more than likely nowhere near the mountain of difficulty and increased depression and everything else that you're going to feel on the other side of that. Yeah. Uh, at least that's the way I assume it would be for me. That's a great, that's great, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're right. I mean, just that momentary relief could lead to you uh, tumbling back down into the cycle of depression and anxiety and feeling bad about you. So, cause that's what depression and anxiety is. That's the foundation of it is, um, uh, doubting yourself, not believing in yourself, um, hating yourself and actions that lead you to those thoughts, um, mm-hmm. repeating themselves as a cycle. And so you just go, see, I'm not strong enough. I gave in. And so I'm terrible and I suck and I don't deserve to live or I'm terrible. Per- and those are the dangerous thoughts that get into your head. When in fact, if you could learn how to speak to yourself like your best friend and say, you know what? It did suck. You broke. Okay. Today's a new day. Let's start mm-hmm. this again. Let's start marking down the stuff in the calendar again. And too many people don't know how to speak to themselves and including me. I've certainly am not the greatest at this. I'm still trying to figure out how to do it. You got to speak to yourself like you talk to your best friend in a supportive, uh, caring manner and a believing manner. But like talking to yourself that way, sometimes you can go into the trap of like, well, I sound like a pussy or I sound like I'm not strong or whatever, or maybe I'm letting myself get away with stuff. And so everyone's got their own kind of internal dialogue to navigate, to figure out what are the right combination of words or sentences that pull you out of those um, black holes that you can go into with anxiety and depression. And I've never had, yeah, man, I've never had, uh, uh, you know, addiction like that, but, you know, you could argue food has been my sure. struggle my whole life because I've been slightly overweight or overweight my whole life. And so it's always been my battle and it's always been tied to my feelings about my attractiveness. And so that's always been connected. And so I've had to navigate that in my life. And even now, as I'm probably the heaviest I've been in a bit in a long time, 
it, you know, but I'm with a very, I'm very happy in my relationship. So it's just like, well, where's my happiness overall for me personally? And that's something mm-hmm. I'm still navigating and what have you. So we've all got our things. We've all got our things, you know, people yeah. with money, people with alcohol. Yeah. Or the compulsive shopping or gambling yes. or yes. there's tons of vices out there. They all have different names, but the outcome is the same. More than yeah. likely they'll feel like shit. Yes. When you're done, because the yeah. the high wears off quickly. Yeah, the high wears off quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I, I think most people have had some sort of bout with depression. Some individuals, sure. it's chronic. Yes, and others, it's fleeting. But we've all been more than likely we've all been depressed at some point. I know yeah. I have, but yeah. I haven't had to deal with it as much as quite a few people that I know. And when you look at mine compared to theirs, it's like, it's not even close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I know someone currently who is literally like the, you know what? If I die, I don't care. And wow. Like, Man, come on. Yeah. Snap out of it. They're not suicidal. Right, right, right. They're just done. Yeah. And you're like, come on, man. <laughs> that isn't the answer. But it's like it, it, only they can change that. Right. Yes. Because me going, snap out of it is not going to do anything except to, to create resentment from them towards me. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. It's just like, this isn't healthy for me to project onto them how I feel that they should feel. It's like, yeah. that's not helpful. Um, <laughs> It's not. So you got to be at least, you got to take a step back and look at this from a superposition of yeah. how would you feel in this situation? You'd fucking hate it. Yeah. 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 So don't do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. So I mean, depression is when the way I dealt with it, it was one day at a time. Yeah, did yeah, just like what you said before in the previous question of making small goals. That yeah. helped me with my depression. Of you know what? I don't know why I am really this depressed or sullen, but hey, if I got off my ass today and ran or did this, yeah, yeah. it helped a little bit on this side and. If I try and do this positive thing over here, it helped a little bit. I just tried to find small little things Mm -hmm. that I knew were good for me and progressing myself forward. And eventually I got out of that. But I was depressed for a long time. But it was I've only had one real big bout with it, thankfully. Yeah. You know, I've talked about it. Yeah, ditto. 2016, that was my biggest bout with it. I've dealt with it without knowing what it was for many, many years. But those five months or six months in from 2016 and 2017, that was the bout. And I have never, ever experienced anything quite like that um, for such an extended period of time. And as Matt said, it's correct. Like, yeah, let me just do this. Let me just do that. Let me go for a walk. For me, it was like, let me just get through these meditations. And I would have to meditate sometimes three hours in the morning just to be able to get out of bed. And that's how deep it had gotten. But it was my little goals like, okay, let me just hit play on this. Let me just lay here and let be strong enough to let the feelings come through me and then come out. And so those are those little things. And let me just get through the day. Let me get to lunch. Let me get to dinner. Let me get to the morning. And those are those little things you start to kind of, you know, figure out how to do that. But it's not easy. And as I said, yeah. everyone's got their internal conversation. Um, and and I would suggest if you're not seeing a therapist to possibly find a therapist if you can afford it, if your insurance covers it or whatever. And there are plenty of places, cities, and maybe you live in a city that where this is possible, where there are therapists who do pro bono work or who do work but depending on your salary. They'll charge you 
depending on your salary, a certain amount. Yeah. And you, and you agree to it. And that's what saved me, the Maple Center in LA. It was 25 bucks a session. I couldn't believe it. I was getting, and I was lucky to find a great psychiatrist my first time around. And then when I had the real big bout, that was the two of them at the same time going toe to toe. So it was just like, you know, you got to do those little things to kind of help you climb out of it. Yeah. And and don't judge yourself and don't go be like, oh, it's gay. Uh, you know, I shouldn't, that's weird or uh, that's not really strong. It's all those stupid terms we say to ourselves, release all that shit, like read the books, do the affirmations, do all those little things because that you never know how much they can help you. And don't let anyone tell you that you're being a wuss for feeling this way. Yeah, I think, thankfully, we've kind of educated ourselves as a society to realize that, you know, your your mental state has yeah. the greatest determination of your overall health. Yeah. Because if your mind's in a bad place, your physical health can be destroyed yeah. because of that. And your body right. just kind of shuts down. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that that stigma has as much of a place anymore as it once did. Like yeah. something like the Sopranos, I think could still exist in today's modern world because of the machismo of the mafia boss. Yeah. But outside of that, I think it would be, most people would be like, Oh, that's good for you. We, yeah. you know, good, trying to be healthy. But I could even see now in a mob movie, so long as they know you're not spilling secrets, they're like, Hey, good for you. You know, personal growth. <laughs> Something to strive for. Good for you. Yeah. So long as you're not you're not saying nothing, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. You know. Uh what we talk about stays here. Stays yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um it's true. It's true. Yeah, I don't it I I know that it had that somewhat of a stigma. Like I'm not crazy. Oh. I don't need to talk to somebody type of thing. It's more yeah. so it's it's been around and enough people have because you know, I, I know I've never gone to a therapist, but I'm in the minority of mm -hmm. people that uh, in my family that I'm friends with. Right. Most people I know have seen a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, it's good. If it's, you know, healthy for you and you can yeah. get something out of it, I think it's all worthwhile. Absolutely. Well, we wish you luck, Jeremy, on your path and please keep us updated. You know, you know, Matt and I, I think I'm not speaking out of terms when I say Matt and I, absolutely are beside you as you you know are in this struggle and we want you to stay around with us and 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 let us know how it's going keep us updated uh yeah be fun to read that um all right uh one more before we go yeah let's do uh one more and then we'll call it a day sounds good um robbie sturgill comes in with a three-parter whoa you want to save this one for next time okay sounds good yeah let's this one looks one. pretty meaty robbie we like it <laughs> I'll remark that as unread so we know okay. to go back to it. All right, so we'll go to Luke Allison. Okay. And it says, greetings, Matt and John. I recently rewatched my favorite MCU movie, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. What I just realized was that while also featured heavily in the original trailer, Led Zeppelin's immigrant song oh, yeah. gets needle dropped twice during the movie. At the beginning when Thor defeats, uh, is it Surfer? Surfer. 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 Yeah. And during the final battle on the bridge, and yet everyone is awesome. My personal favorite movie, Needle Drop, is Queen's One Vision from the 1986 classic film, Iron Eagle. <laughs> uh, it was, is, and will always be my favorite Queen song because of it. Wow, really? Wow. wow. Do you have a pre-existing song 
that you were introduced to via movie needle drop that you fell in love with and now is one of your favorites. Wow. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals, and happy new year too. <laughs> so is there a pre-existing song that you wow. basically what didn't know about it before the movie and now you flat out Shit. love? It is one of your favorites. I don't know. I mean, immigrant song, I guess I'd heard. So oh, come on. Listen. Really? You're not deep on Zep? Yeah. <laughs> I love Led Zeppelin, so I knew immigrant song. Fair enough. I mean, I, I, I remember just like I'd known the song, but I didn't really know the song. And now it's one of my favorites, you know, because it's that that is such a the great... land of the ice and snow. Come on. It's great. And I forgot that they'd used it in a Shrek film. Till I was randomly like, oh really? The channels. No, it was that. in Shrek two or three when the all the princesses attack the castle. I think it's in the second one, and they're playing the immigrant song. And then she's like, "And who's it? Cinderella or whatever?" She's like, "Oh, and yeah." Then boom! So I was like, "Oh shit!" Um, damn. Yeah, drop. trying to think one? of a. That, that's the tough what, thing. This up. Yeah. A song that existed before the movie that I didn't know about than seeing in the movie I came to love. Because Immigrant Song, it's like, that's from one of the biggest rock bands in the history of music. True, true, true. So to not have a pre-existing knowledge of something like that is tough. And a Queen song, I'm going to know most of Queen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right. I'm rifling through because there's tons of songs that were written for movies that end up becoming part of you know like eight mile didn't yeah. exist before the movie but now it's like right. that song is fantastic and it works beautifully in the film yeah i'm looking um, here but i, I... yeah and once again it, it's not that oh. i haven't thought what i'll throw one out there yeah the royal tenant bombs i had never heard of nico's these days and i thought that was an awesome okay song that i'd never heard before and uh, they, she has another one, I think. Oh, no, no that, that got me into Velvet Underground, which I had not known. I did not know much about Velvet Underground until I saw uh, Royal Tenenbaums. And that through Nico uh, with Femme Fatale and then through that into uh, Lou Reed and Velvet Underground. And sure. Wait, waiting for my man and all that shit. Like it, that was the thing. And the heroin like that. Oh, I guess the doors, right? The doors introduced me to that song Heroin from Velvet Underground, which I'd never heard about before. So those are one of those ones. Um yeah, shit. That's that's something that's there. Yeah, I um, I knew Velvet Underground before. Okay. Okay. I I'm not like a huge fan, but I've listened to a lot of yeah, their albums. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um Let's see. I mean, because you could say, uh, I would have said uh, Fight the Power, but that was made for the movie. So. Uh, shipping up to Boston. Oh, shipping up, shipping to, up Boston. to Boston. There you go. That's a good Boom. one. That's the one. I had never heard that song yeah. until I saw it in fucking Departed. Oh, that song. And the fucking Patriots. Ugh. Ooh, that song. Yeah, that's, that song. That's a good one. You know, you might go on the seniors tour. We'll have to take on the Patriots again. Finally beat them once and for all. God damn it. Listen, I have no no promise of a pension. Why am I coming back? If there was We have to beat them once in our lives. The moolah in it. Um yeah, I'm only getting more forgetful. 
So this isn't going to end well. <laughs> That's true. That's true. As am I. Like, I'm telling you, I think I yeah. got out at the right time. There's a whole new wave of actors coming through with all these films. I was looking at it the other day. I was like, Jesus Christ, I don't know half of these actors. And these would totally be valid to pop up in a Schmodown competition. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm getting out the right time. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Actually, one is a Queen song. Okay. I had never heard Bohemian Rhapsody before Wayne's World. What? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I had heard, you know, We Will Rock You and... yeah. Practically every other one, and somehow I had never heard Bohemian Rhapsody. Interesting. Before that movie, that's one. Okay. That song. That's like, how could I not have? Right, right. Because right, it's right. been so prevalent ever since in pop culture. Yeah. Everyone um, talks about it. Yeah. Well, it, just, it it was number one when it came out. Yeah. And then kind of fell by the wayside because it's too long for radio. Yep. And then Wayne's World comes out and it goes back up to number one again. And yeah. then since then, it's been a staple. Here's another one. Snatch, that Oasis song when he's uh, fuck me oh, in the fucking bu- in the bushes. Yeah, I'd never heard of it until I saw the movie. Okay. And that whole fight sequence in the punt. Like, well, yeah, if we want to go out, obscure artist, for sure. There's a whole bunch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, are you just saying line. Oasis is obscure? You no. Say Oasis? I'm, well, I'm saying Snatch, like, that's the most known of. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. You could do the entire soundtrack to. Uh, well, most of Snatch, I would mm-hmm. say, that mm-hmm. I didn't know beforehand. And, uh, uh, um, oh, son of a gun. The Zach Braff, Natalie Portman, Skarsgård. Oh, Garden State. Yeah. Garden State. Yeah. It's a great soundtrack. I didn't know 95% of those songs before that. Yeah. Same. But I, I, didn't, I didn't know the shins at all. Yeah. I knew the shins. That was about it. Okay. Um. Yeah, the... There's a couple songs on there that are just fantastic that I'd never heard. Uh, let's see. Okay. What else? God, there's so, so many of these. <laughs> Great question. Yeah, it is a good question. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> nope. Beastie Boys, I knew all those. For sure. Layla for Goodfellas, I knew all that. Oh, Change is Gonna Come. Oh, did I? You know, that's another one, too. I had not... Heard that Sam Cooke song and when Malcolm X, that scene in, with in Malcolm X when Denzel is being taken to the Audubon Ballroom as Malcolm. Mm, okay, I'd never heard a change is going to come from from Sam Cooke, and that's a that song has become one of my favorites and very emotional song for me to listen to now. And Aretha's version is even more just devastating to listen to. Um, yeah, were anything train spotting like uh, were all those like. Well, there's some like, uh, right? what? There's lust for life. I knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is that Iggy Pop? Iggy, yeah. Um, okay. But then there's that one that's like a dubstepy type of. Yeah, born slippy. Born slippy. Yeah. I don't. Dog boy, dog boy. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if the movie introduced me to that or I heard it right around. They've got mm-hmm. semi popular right around the same time. It was apparently huge in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I think we did a good job. Sure. All right. Well, thank you so much to Luke Allison for that question, to Jeremy Bowers, and to Charles Clark. It's always great to get questions from you all. 
And uh, we're running out of questions. We're getting close to running out of questions. So if you haven't sent anything and you're a patron at the $5 and above level, uh, Matt and I can't encourage you enough to send in your questions uh, for us to answer. Remember, everything's on the table, anything you want to ask. I mean, we we can, of course, have the discretion to not answer it, but we rarely uh, not answer a question. So, yeah, I don't think we've ever done it. No, I don't think so either. So Yeah, there's been been some where it's just like, People pitched an idea for a show and stuff like that and be like, okay, well, we won't read this one because it's not really germane to what we're talking about right now. But there's never been a question where we were offended or. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, would not answer. Um, So please fire away. The email address is over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. So for those patrons at the $5 and above level, um, used to be just you got a shout out. But now if you want to send in questions for Topic Thunders, our way of saying thanks during all this nonsense of the past god almost two years now yeah yeah um so please uh send them in and uh, you can follow the show at top 10 show on twitter and on instagram and youtube it is forward slash the top 10 podcast with the number 10 and uh follow me on twitter at matt nost and you can follow me at the roca says and we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of topic thunder, thunder.